Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you that you are loved, cherished, honored, seen, valued, and appreciated and needed, let me be the first. Because we really need you. We really, really, really need you. And we need you in a really big way. And that is why, you know, I, I spent a lot of my time putting together these shares and inviting such amazing, beautiful, powerful lit leaders, you know, into studio to share with the tribe. Because right now, you know, we are, is what we are, what, what there is, you know? And it's like every generation that comes after us, no matter what we are, no matter how old we are, we we have the this you know this beautiful gift to to pave the way for this you know for greatness for them to make their steps easy and to to really bring about this this great change and and really uh, bring substance into their life in a way that you know isn't been thought about by those who are and were you know paving the way for us so you know, we get this amazing opportunity to, to really lay down the ground, love, you know what I'm saying? And really step into that space and recognize that space 
and feel into that space with so much gratefulness and so much love and so much understanding and kindness and generosity and beauty and essence and dance and play and laughter and excitement and elation and bliss and pleasure, you know, and just allow that beautiful energy to translate all of the ancient symbols and change their frequency codes to match that which is needed right now for our grand evolution as giants. So there is this there is this there is this plateau moment, you know, in 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 life, in history where we get to, you know, see what kind of roads we've been building and with what type of information and codes we've been setting into place to lock those roads in, walking down those roads with ease or difficulty. And uh, you know, the great the the, the great solution, right, of all the pollution is to be able to move into a space where we just completely recognize this divine acknowledgement of how we are operating in what we are building in our lives. So, you know, a lot of times people will say to me, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I here? What I'm to do? And I think, you know, we need to really consider the understanding of like, if I'm going to do something with my power and my energy or with my intelligence and my brilliance, with my hands or with my heart, wherever I'm choosing to, to orchestrate my energy into the physical world of matter. Am I doing this or what I'm doing? Am I thinking about the greater whole? Am I, am I constructing and building with consciousness through the gateway of love, of unconditional love and being able to create something that is beneficial for all people versus just the one or two or three different groups, but not see them as groups and dissolve all boundaries and create one tribe of this amazing love, live, experience. This love, live, experience. This, 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 this love, 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 live, experience. Live, 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 love, live, experience. Live, 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 love, live, live, experience. Uh-huh. So when we're in that space of building or constructing in ideas or we're getting into, you know, oh, I'm going to go look for a job or I'm going to go send out resumes or I'm going to build something or I'm going to create a new business or, you know, whatever endeavor we choose to embark upon, we need to, and the reason why I say need, because need is an urgency, an urgency that is necessary right now for the resurgence of energy on our planet. And that can only come through consciousness, but not just consciousness alone, but consciousness that is held within the understanding and the givingness, right, of unconditional love. So the, the aspect of one's reality should not be guided and pushed by ego and validation, right? It should be guided lovingly, compassionately, generously and openly with love, tenderness, care for everything in all things so that everything gets to raise its frequency and vibration through every act that and every deed that we do. So there's no, it's, it's, it becomes all inclusive and not separating or dividing, which is exactly what the darkness would like to do to pick us off one by one, right? I'm not here to, to tell you that what you've built in the past wasn't good enough or you know that you didn't you didn't really consider not doing it for the need to just pay your bills or to get some accolade or to be acknowledged by society or to just get a lot of likes or just to be, you know, just exalted for something you did without thinking of the benefits of it on a grander, more wider, more expansive scale of evolution. So comes that, that understanding of, oh, wait a second. 
So before I actually even engage in anything, if I, before I even send a resume out, before I even go and get a job, I have to ask myself and I have to really sit down and really sit into that space of, of asking myself this really simple question, which is, is what I'm doing amplifying love into the world? Is what I'm doing amplifying love into the world? Is it amplifying healing? Is it amplifying art, which is medicine? Is it amplifying joy and, and laughter? Is it amplifying grace and beauty? Is it amplifying, you know, construction to create safety through unconditional love? Is it amplifying technology that supports us to be independent versus codependent and teaching us and elevating us through technology? Is it elevating us and allowing us to see the potential of our greatness as these beautiful queens and kings who are walking in this embodiment and holding this embodiment with the vessel and light of the creator of God inside of you that is saying, hey, tell me what I am. Tell me what I can do. Tell me what, what you believe of me and I will be it. And so, being 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 in the art of mindfulness right is truly this beautiful dance of grace it's like it's it truly is in this this poetic amazing beautiful landscape of possibility that can only arise when you recognize that creation is saying what do you say I am, and what do you say I can create, and what do you believe of me, and that will be the reality which you experience yourself. Not the reality that you will be placed upon other people, but the reality that will come through you in your hands, and your mouth, in your mind, and your reactions, and your, uh, you know, your service. You know, it'll come from the way you plant the seed based on how you choose to see me. So in the likeness of creation or the likeness of God, we have to define the principles of God through ourself. That's what God is waiting for. So a lot of people will go and say, oh, you know, God will punish the bad and God will do this and God will do that. Then that's what God will have to do because God doesn't live in the dimensional field of duality and quantum entanglement when it can't because omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscience moves itself from that level of constant, you know, juxtapositioning into this complete openness and expansion, or should we say wholeness, right? That's why I always say people always think, you know, you know, I have a lot of friends who are religious and they'll, you know, say, oh, God gets mad. It's like, God doesn't get, God doesn't get his knickers in a bunch. Like, you know, God's not like getting mad at things like humans do when they, when they, when they, when they don't like that someone came late to pick them up or, you know, because they didn't get what they, they thought they should be getting. There's no, there's, there's not this lack that you speak of and you speak of God, dare not speak of lack. Dare not speak of, 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 of reduction, subtraction. Dare not speak of lack or scarcity. Dare not speak of these things because that does not, that does not right, show the principle or the truth of the expansive eternal self that is residing inside of you that is saying, speak into me and I shall create. Say what I can and I will do. You know, honor me for saying, God, you have the ability to heal and therefore you will see the healing. God, you have the ability to love unconditionally and you will feel always unconditionally loved. God, you support everything all the time and make things easy for, for me. And then all of a sudden, God will make things easy for you because you are speaking in to God, which God is waiting for you. Who am I? As Christ once did. Christ recognized the light inside, that beautiful light, that, that luminescent, powerful light that says, who am I to be? And Christ said, I am that I am. And in that moment, the divinity came down and Jesus was just Jesus of Nazareth, but then became Jesus Christ, right? Because the proclamation of self was then concluded in the field of knowing divinity from within and calling and speaking that divinity from within created God to shine that divinity 
to with, without, to be able to walk and heal and, and speak words of love to people so that their ears can hear the codes of that love and unlock those nebulous corners of their mind to be able to bring about change and deconstruct anything that was not operating in that field of love. And that's why so many people followed Christ. And if we look at the, the, the foundation of love, right? And that's why I want to say when religious people got into this, you know, this space of wanting to degrade by saying things like, you know, God will punish you or you need to repent or, you know, you're a sinner or, you know, you're doing the work of the devil. The moment they say those words, they are, they are cursing you. But what they don't realize is they're actually cursing themselves. Because that means that that's the proclamation of self that they are bringing from within in their own words. And then thus God brings that without. So if someone says you're doing the work of the devil, that's because they're doing the work of the devil. And they're speaking onto you to get you to accept what they're saying that is not qualified within the field of love, nor is it qualified within any field of unconditional love because it cannot withstand the divinity of truth that lies within. And that's sexy. That's hot. That's, that, that right there is the big turn on, right? The big turn on, the big sexy, you know, not the person who has the hottest outfit or wears the dopest shoes or has the bling bling, you know, jewelry or drives a fancy car, the fancy house, but the true excellence of sexy, the true excellence of bling bling and the true floss in it is when you are able to see that the divinity within you is spoken into with the unconditional love principle of I am that I am or the divine that I am and therefore let that come out because now every action and everything you do will be that that, that springs forth through your words and comes forth through the way in which you operate in the world. The steps in which you take will be sacred and holy. You will begin to walk the steps of holiness which means, doesn't mean you're righteous, doesn't mean that you're better than, doesn't mean that you have something greater. In shamanism, we understand that the walk is only guided by that which we put our mind to. So I, I'm only able to go to that tree and walk to that tree if my mind is upon that tree. And for me to be to, upon that tree, the, my mind is the bridge that makes me walk across. Or should I say, it is that tether that moves me towards that tree. So in the same sense, if the tree is in front of me and I see it, I know I can walk to it. So the same thing is if with the invisible. If you can see it, then and, and if you see it, and, and, and even if you just accept it, you can walk to it. So like an exercise would be to, you know, to hold out your hand, right? And this is a spirit hacking technique, right? That, and so for me, my whole thing, um, you know, and, and, and I, is, is my, 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 my life love service, right? Is to put the power back in your hands, right? Not to put the power in my hands for you, because that's codependency. And I don't want codependent people walking around me and praising me. Don't praise me, praise yourself, I'm blessed and pleased by the nature of your being, being that of love and generosity and kindness to all that pass your pass in front of you, aside of you, and, 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 and share words with you or break bread with you in the lovingness that a shaman's core is about. So, you know, a lot of times people will say, like, how do you know someone's a shaman? Well, the, the core energy of a shaman is to be able to reflect back the wisdoms and graces that come from the divine for you to be able to take as if I'm laying a feast out in front of you and saying, eat as much as you need. And if you need more, I will provide more for you until you feel full to fully step up and be the leader that you are. And then recognize the divinity of nature and everything else as a part of you in the whole that creates that that beautiful, what people call when they say, I'm resonating with something. That's what you want to resonate with. You only want to resonate the field of unconditional love and, and press upon everything with that unconditional love and every, and every action of service and love that you do, the devotion of the mind and every word that you speak, be the code of love 
that transmutates all darkness and all lack, all limitation, all fear, all discord, all war, all chaos, and brings it back into the center of love for complete, um, you know, spiritual um, transformation and transmutation. So, so when we get an understanding of that, we recognize that anytime we operate from the field of saying or speaking into ourself, we're speaking into God. And so everything you create, if you're creating or if you're, if you are at a job, okay, I'm gonna say it like that because I want you to hear the heaviness of it, a job, right? A job, very interesting word, by the way, a job, right? And you are doing stuff that you feel is tedious and boring and really not putting the, the types of sustenance and prosperity and abundance in your path. You have to ask yourself this question, is this job led through the truth of what is possible with the divine being fully expansive within your being by the words in which you speak? So if you're working at a job, quote unquote, again, that is not making you happy and you're looking clocks and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not happy, you're not really fulfilled, you're just doing it to pay bills and so forth, that means that whatever you're telling yourself internally, whatever you're telling, you're speaking into God is not speaking the words that are necessary for that to not exist. You understand? It's like, I remember there was a time in my life when I was really young <laughs> And uh, I was working for this company called East Texas Distributing Company. And, you know, I was doing my training in shamanism. And I was like, you know, I need to, my father, you know, just um, went through a whole situation where he got sued by his business partners. You know, actually, he didn't get sued from his business partners. Someone sued him because of what his business partners did. And it, like, he got sued, I think something like, it was like 8 million or something dollars. And he had to like file bankruptcy because he only had like 5 million of it. And so he had to file bankruptcy to save whatever little bit he had left. Nonetheless, the cushy life that my family had, the country clubs and fancy cars and airplanes and all that kind of, you know, stuff, right? And his, all his like material possessions that were clouding his vision of his understanding of his divinity through love that was possible through his children and possible through the people around him that were giving him love instead of him bragging and operating from this fear-based place of, I have to let people know how much I have and, sh and I, have to I have to flaunt it and show it off and let people know that I have the fancy car, the fancy watch and fancy this so that everyone knows I made it. And which out without giving himself the, the, the inpouring of love that he could have given himself by acknowledging that love for himself and then thus allowing that love to be poured into by the people around him who love him unconditionally. And so because of that, you go back into that energy, right? I went and got this job because I wasn't going to be a person who was crying like my stepmom, who was completely crying and upset because, you know, she couldn't buy any more fur coats and, you know, no, no more, no more of this, you know, Giorgio Mani boxes of perfume coming to the house where she can bathe herself and, and smell up the whole house with Giorgio Mani, which is just completely disgusting. If you ask me, I was just like, it's nasty. Like me and my sister, she's like, oh my God, she's got the Giorgio Mani going. She's bathing herself with it. Not a nice smell, you know? So the, anyway, so going back to what I was saying, so I wasn't, I wasn't in crash and burn state, which is what my dad was like. I remember my dad making a comment being like, yeah, well, good thing I'm not a white man because if I was a white man, I would have blown my head off losing all that money and that lifestyle. But, you know, I'm resilient. I'm like, okay, dad, whatever. You, whatever floats your boat to get you to the night so you don't have to cry like a baby, like whatever that is, that's fine for you. However, I'm going to go get a job, right? Because that's what it was at that time, a job. And so I went and worked for this company called East Texas Distributing Company. And what did they do? They distributed videos for Blockbuster. And so you have like all these warehouse, you know, racks and lifts and all this stuff. And so I was doing all that. And I was, I was like doing all of that, you know, and, deal, and, and doing my shamanic stuff. And then like, you know, dealing with like working with this doctor named Dr. David in, um, in Mill Valley, and, and, and learning all these amazing things from different people, you know, but I'm at this job and I'm sitting here like, you know, typing things into a computer and taking stickers and putting it on boxes and sending it down the thing. And I had to ask myself, like, this is not fun. 
you know? But then the thought came to me like, well, you know, at least I'm making money and I can pay the bills, even though, you know, what I'll do is I'll, 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 I'll get out of this one day and do all these things. And, and this voice came very clear to me and it says, can you speak something greater in me? And I was like, who's saying that? It's like, I'm your guide. I was like, yeah. He said, yeah, I'm your guide. And I'm here to help you speak something greater into yourself. Because when you speak something greater into yourself, you speak something greater, then God can create that greatness that you speak into yourself. Because when you speak into yourself, you're speaking into God's light. And that light then takes that code and then transmits that code outward into the world. And so are you speaking into that? So I said, no, I'm not. And that's why you're at this job and that's why you don't like it. And that's the reason why you can't wait to get home and you feel like you're a robot and you're doing the same tedious thing every single day, the same monotony of this nonsense that you're putting yourself into, captivating yourself, chaining yourself and draining yourself, okay? Because people who operate in this field of not speaking truth into themselves, they choose things in life that are draining when they can be choosing things in life that feel good and loving and supportive and where it's raining all the limitless possibilities easily and effortlessly into your life. So you can go from draining to raining. Raining is great because raining is when all the blessings are pouring down on you. Draining is when everything is going out and you feel tired, miserable, and you don't understand why you're still not making your rent or you're still not having the things that you like or you're not even just getting the things you need for your kids. Whatever it may be, it's because you're not speaking the right codes because think of, think, of, think of creation as a duplicator of information, right? But not just a duplicator, but a duplicator and a transmitter of information. So when, as you speak it and you send it into the core source of your being, which is by speaking to yourself of what is possible, then God takes that, duplicates that energy frequency, like God is the master cell. Okay, the, think of it like that. Like when you think of a cell, you think like a master cell. So God is the master cell that is being inputted by you, by the way you speak and the way you think. And then God takes that and then, you know, and then duplicates it and duplicates it and duplicates it and then sends it out and transmits it out into what you call matter or, you know, wacky atoms or energy molecules, structures that are, that are building a synthesis network that communicate to everything and everyone. And then all of a sudden these energies and all these things start manifesting and showing up in your life. And that's actually how you get something to manifest. In fact, that is actually how you get to experience, okay, to experience everything that you're going through right now, everything that has happened and everything that will happen, right, is all governed by what you are sending in to be duplicated and transmitted out and then experienced through you. And then as you experience, you react and then you don't like your reaction and you send that energy in. And that's the mistake right there. That's the place where refinement is needed. That's the place where the rutilation of spirit needs to be understood to become a diamond or ruby or gem or an emerald or some beautifully polished, loving, amazing crystal stone or, you know, like this beautiful brilliance that you are. So you got to get rutilated. You got to get spiritually rutilated. You know, like, you know what rutilation is? You know, like when you go and take like a, a stone and you stick it in a rutilator and they spin the stone and spin the stone and spin the stone. And all of a sudden you get this beautiful quartz crystal, but before it was just a, a bunch of rock, right? So it got rutilated, right? So it's getting rutilated inside. And that's what you have to do. You got to get spiritually rutilated. You got to get mentally rutilated. So by doing that, you're able to put in the right codes to God to transmit that energy after it duplicates the signal frequencies and transmits it out, those codes, right? Into the matrix, into the, into the system of information that is, that is holding all the particle bits that you see, such as buildings and, and people and cells and, you know, and everything you see, right? Everything you see is held by code and frequency. And then all of a sudden, there's certain people show up and certain things happen and you happen to be at the right place at the right time. And all these things, the doors start opening. All of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, I'm living in a mansion now where I was living in like a studio apartment. If that's what you need or desire. You know what I'm saying? Because not everyone finds pleasure in living in a mansion. I don't find pleasure living in a huge mansion unless I have people living in those rooms and sharing love and kindness and generosity with each other. Why have a big house if I can't open my house to the love of people, 
right? And so for me, what brings me joy is to have my house, have some horses, have some land, have a place in the city, have another place for family to go, you know, vacationing, stuff like that. But everyone is different. And I'm not here to tell you that because I choose to have a house and a horse and, you know, and listen to my country music and ride my horses and, and have friends over and have nice dinners outside in the patty outside in the, you know, out in the countryside with beautiful tables and mosaics and all that stuff that you are wrong for having choosing what you desire that brings you joy. My joy is different from your joy. Your joy is different from their joy. Their joy is different from their joy. So everyone lay off everyone's joy and let everyone just be in the place of learning how to who write code, right? To write code in everything that we do. So the reason why I, I started off with the share talking about like when you're setting out your resume and you're doing all of these things is because the action that goes forth is this action that goes forth is only the action that goes forth by that which you're transmitting in to the source, right? So the action that goes forth is what you've been transmitting to the source. I'm going to say it again. The action that goes forth is the energy you've been transmitting to the source. The action that goes forth is the energy you've been transmitting to the source. The action that goes forth is the man, is the energy, right? Plan that you have been submitting into the what? Source. So, what goes forth was imprinted in the source. And we must understand that. Because if we don't understand that, then we're just walking around just like, you know, just walking around and really walking around like zombies, like bobbleheads. I mean, you know, and if you don't understand my definition of a bobblehead, a bobblehead is someone who just bobbles their head and says yes to everything, even if it's not the right thing for them, because they just want to get accepted in love and be a part of the herd of sheep. <laughs> no one wants to be a part of Sheep City, yo. And I'll tell you right now, as a shaman who loves you, like no one, like, like, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to like even say the word love to you. I just say Amala Ashe because the way that I really embrace you, right, is in the divinity of your truest nature, the divinity of your, of your spark, your light, your sun, your radiance, your, your illumination. And there cannot be a part of me that ever thinks in opposition to that, or I will never be able to be of service to you to see your potential as being a leader. And that's the difference. That's how you know. Like That's how you know when people are operating from this field where they're invoking fear into you without giving you the understanding that fear is not to be invoked, but fear is to be observed so that you can understand how to transmute it into love and send it into the light and then expand it back into you know, the divinity, right? Divinity consciousness. Who am I as a person? Like every other person on this planet, who am I to sit and utilize whatever platform, be it Instagram or if I use Facebook or whatever it may be, and not make it for the service of love, for the devotion, for the appreciation, for the gratitude of divinity, of, of grace, of, of happiness, of joy, of, of this you know, limitless creator that is saying, hey, like, what's the code for today? What, what is it? What do, you, what do you want me to create? That's what I am. I'm a creator. You know, I don't get upset. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get mad. I don't get into these, to these, um, these very, um, what I call, disassembled frequencies. I don't get into that. I don't play into human discord. All I do is create for my children who I love unconditionally. And so therefore, unconditionally to you may be to protect someone from, from something that would harm them. That is not what I'm here to do. What I'm here to do is just create. I'm a creator. That's what I am. That's all I am. And if you recognize that, like Jesus did, like Buddha did, who became Gautama Buddha, who was Lord Siddhartha, and all these amazing beings that people talk about ascended masters and all these people who have recognized divinity code and inserted that code into source and then went forth and was able to experience this most beautiful landscape of heaven on earth, the true understanding of heaven on earth, which is to align the understanding. That means I can stand next to someone and deal with someone who's saying something to me that's negative or nasty. Like the other day I was at the Soho house in New York City and I was with my friends 
And, you know, I was in the elevator, I was wearing this kimono and, uh, you know, that my friend from Dream Tribe, um, you know, if you see my kimono's Dream Tribe, you know, makes, she's beautiful. She goes, she gets, you know, all these different materials from different cultures and different indigenous cultures. And she sews and weaves them together to create these beautiful, powerful symbols of energy and consciousness and culture and like just complete energy from all cultures in it. It's, it's like blazing. And here I am, you know, in the elevator with my friends and these guys are like oh where is that from africa i'm like no this is from japan and, da, da, da. and then as i get over they're like wakanda forever you know and and my you know two of my friends got really upset i was like just let them go it's okay because people be acting a fool all day all day every day you're gonna spend your time and energy trying to focus on that or are you gonna spend your time and energy focusing how to be a good at writing code Come on, let's write code. Look, you see computers, you see technology, you see stuff out there. That's them writing code to build those, those technologies and those things that you see, right? You see education, books, history books, this book, that book, that book, that book, when you went to college, if you went to college, if you were in high school, junior high, whatever school you were in, that's them writing code in a book and having you learn that code repetitively and getting that code imprinted in you so that you begin to follow the lessons how they want you to see the world, perceive the world and understand the world and relate to the world in your kind, right? So, right, and so like if you were talking to someone who's living in the jungle or the Amazon or in Africa or in any of these plains or high grass, low grass, snow fields, Samo people, whatever it is, their code is gonna be different from your code because their written code is all about nature and it's all about animals and it's all about all these other different things like spirits and connection to spirits and the stones and the trees and so forth, right? So we, we have a decision to make on earth which is like, if you're not happy with stuff, write a different code. It's not that difficult to do. And the way you do it is you just simply speak into yourself what is possible. Write a different code. Right? Sing a different song. Right? Dance a different dance. Laugh a different laugh. Jump a different jump. Write a little code, sing a little song, do a new dance, and shake it, 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 and here's your chance to see possibility. Write another code, do another dance, laugh another laugh. That's how you bring possibility, 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 because what possibility means is the possibleness of the ability it's possible the possibility it's possibility right it's the ability for things to be possible and you only get that when you write code code isn't just for people who know how to hack computers and write codes for video games and you know you know um, operating systems and apps and all this kind of stuff if those people can write code, they should have no problem writing code for us because we are in the same thing. The thing is, we are a lot more powerful than any of these devices. We just haven't opened up those places with the right codes to unlock those beautiful uh, synapses, to unlock those nebulous corners of our brain and awaken those dendrites and those energies in our body so that we can show our superhuman capabilities. You see? The code... We haven't got the right codes. So when you want to do healing on someone and they're not healing because you probably don't have the right code written into yourself that allows you to do that healing. When you study Reiki, like I love this one, like literally like, people will be like, okay, I'm taking Reiki one, I'm taking Reiki two, taking Reiki three, I'm going to be a Reiki master. I go, do you even know what that means? They're like, no. Like, okay, let me drop this on you, okay? Being a Reiki master, and the reason why you're looking at these symbols is because those are codes, and all you're doing is memorizing those codes and allowing them into your body in your initiation. So when you go through your Reiki initiation, they're infusing those codes in you to act for you to have access to other codes that can utilize information into your source, which then goes forth and brings healing of Reiki in whatever it is you want to do in with whoever you're doing it with yourself, if it's individual or if it's collective, right? But there's more codes out there and you can even go to spirit and ask for codes if you don't have them. You can ask spirit to download codes in you 
or provide you with codes. Like when people see 1111-1111-333-444-666-1212-322-322. These are codes, babies. These are codes, unlocking frequency codes that they're asking for you to accept into your being. Not let's make a freaking wish. Like we're blowing out a candle on the, on a birthday. That's just the craziest thing. Like I remember when those codes started showing up and spirit was like, we're bringing codes to them so they can unlock certain patterns and certain energy frequencies by bringing that into their source. And I remember looking online and people were writing like, when you see 1111, make a wish. What? Make a wish? First of all, if you make a wish and you have incorrect writed code inside the source, your wish isn't going to come the way you want it to come. And it might not even come at all because you blocked it because you have incorrect coding. Your input codes are off. They're off. So when people are like, make a wish, I'm like, are they blowing out candles? Is that what's happening? They, they, the spirits are giving them these amazing codes and they're not even asking for them to be downloaded into their being and, uh, and, and input it into their operating system and their functional system. Operating system means the way your body functions without you messing with it. And then your functional system is you actually um, doing things like lifting your arm with, and grabbing something. That's functional, right? Functional is you doing something. Operational is that which is already happening without you needing to do it. Like you don't need to think about breathing to breathe right that's operational functional means you choose to walk you're not just going to start walking you have to make a choice to get up out of that chair and walk that's functional so whenever you get codes you you download them into your operational and functional system just like when someone's initiating you in a tribal culture if the shaman is saying hey i'm going to take you you and you into the hut Right or into the into the into the you know the conclave or whatever it is TP whatever they are and whatever culture they're at and whatever codes are being given to them, even if it's Indonesian shamans who are operating in the water frequency codes, they're going to teach you the codes, the symbols, and then give them to you, and then you're going to download it into your operating system in your functional system and have full access to utilize them. Like I've made Reiki masters just by downloading it into their system. People come to me and say, I don't want to take all those Reiki classes. Can you help me understand code? And I'm like, absolutely. Just download, let's, let's download those codes into you. Wait till you feel them. Once you feel them, let's, access, let's acknowledge the feeling of them. Let's do it through your operating system, your functional system. I go, now, say Reiki, emit from my hand. Shoku Rei, say Heki. You know, that kill me. All these things. These are realities that were downloaded by certain people who were able to read code from spirits. Not some sacred person who went to a mountain and because they were the sacred chosen ones, you're chosen too. You probably have all kinds of symbols been given to you. And not just symbols don't just come in one form. They don't just come in, in like a code, like you would see like a Reiki symbol or some kind of Chinese symbol or Japanese symbol. You know, it doesn't just come like that. It could come as an image. Like you might all of a sudden see an image of a stone with a leaf balanced on the stone. That's a code. It just was given to you in picture form, right? So if we are going to prosper, which we, which we are, but to enhance it and take it a little bit further, we got to write code in the source so we can go forth. And when you go forth, what will you go forth with? And I, 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 I'm putting my love that you'll go forth, not on your own accordance, but on the accordance of all that is concerned. And not just the human beings that speak with auditory tones through their vocal box, but the animals that speak through their emotions and the flowers and the trees and the sky and the wind and all the earth and its glory and beauty that speaks through the feelings, not just through the words of uttering one word to another word using the, the sound buffers that allow your ears to pick up on those waves and frequencies and decipher it into a way that you actually hear when I say hello. You see, there's this beautiful energy source that is, that, is, that is just amplifying the frequencies as you're able to see them by acknowledging them. So that's why mindfulness, acknowledgement, giving something attention is so important when it comes to our spiritual evolution. Because when we deny those effects of truth that are around us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
right? The magic that exists around you all the time, that is within everything and everyone all the time, every time when the wind comes and blows on you, it's offering you something and you just think it's the wind blowing on you because you don't have an understanding of the relationship, right? Because you have an inserted code inside of your source that allows you to go forth and have full devotion and connection and love with the elemental spirits. And I'm not saying all of you don't. I'm not saying that you're not capable of it. And I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that that key understanding, the frontier of opening that door requires you to be able to choose that that door should be open in the first place. Most of human beings' consciousness is governed by the yes or no factor. The, the factor of yes or no, which we will speak on other shares. The, the understanding of yes or no basically amplifies the truth of its nature and allows that which is yes and that which is no to be amplified in different directions depending upon the individual. For instance, I can say right now, spirits, you could bring energy into my stomach that I can feel and I can say yes. That is exactly what they're doing and I can feel it now. All of a sudden, I'm feeling energies in my stomach. Why? Because I said, I'm acknowledge, I acknowledge it now. I see it now. I hear it now. These energies of the code of now represents the frequency of attention on now. So most people don't realize that they're getting all kinds of symbols and connections through their body and through their biological system that is telling them, hey, you know what? Ease off the stress. Don't, you know, this isn't happening to you. Don't take things so personally. It's putting tightness around the heart. All these different things that are happening through our whole entire beautiful ecosystem called the human biological base spacesuit, which is our bodies, our lovely, beautiful bodies, right? That talk, communicate, and express through every organ, every tissue because it's a living spirit and yet we treat it like it's not. And therefore we have no respect and we cannot hear or understand because we have not inserted code into the source that says we have the ability to stay in divine communion with our bodies and the nature of all things of the elemental kingdom. Therefore, we have more respect for nature and more respect for women and more respect for ourselves and our body and for animals and for trees and for plants. And the degradation of those things will become cease and quit and dismiss and finito and basta and sayonara and gone because they will not hold space in what, what people speak of when they talk about reson, resonating tone, which I spoke of before. There's no space for that to exist because the existence of it can only exist when our attention is on it. And that's right there. I mean, if you listen to Newton, you listen to Einstein, you will understand that theory, uh, the, the, the understanding of attention and, and what happens to molecule, what happens to structure when attention is placed upon it. So the divinity of movement and energy then becomes something that is amplified when one puts attention on it. So if you put attention on lack limitation, you are basically pulling your energy onto that and pulling code from that into source and then going forth, creating more lack and limitation. You know, the vibratory levels of that are outstanding. I mean, astounding. Like I've sat in meditation and put rocks around me, which I will teach on my shaman school that if those of you who are studying shaman school at, at my shaman school, you know, putting rocks around you and then drawing certain symbols around those rocks and then I'll allowing your energy to elevate to these different elocutions of frequency and then being able to be fully mindful and aware of every frequency simultaneously right? So that you are able to understand the energy frequencies that are in all of your environments are operating in those fields. And so you get to decide which field do I want to spend my time in? Which field do I want to constantly bathe myself and soak myself in however you want to interpret it, right? Because honestly, for me, it's the showering effect. It's like, what am I shower? What frequency am I showering myself with on a constant level, on an everyday level, you know, that is sustaining itself through me so that I'm able to, to live on a planet and not be affected by the drama, the nonsense, the chaos, and all of the disruption that is being brought on by the matrix to upset people and keep them in disarray so that they can continue to pass things by them because they can't see those blind spots and then get away with it. And then five, 10 years later, all of a sudden there's this new thing that they've created 
that actually annihilates and hurts more people or affects more people or, you know, degrades more people. I mean, the list goes on. As long as we continue to operate with our heads in the sand because we feel comfortable, well, comfortable isn't what comfortable used to be anymore. And true, comfortability is not what you think it is. In fact, comfortability means that you are settling for less, for less. I don't need to be comfortable. What I want to do is just understand. I put my hand and put my feet on the land. And I tell you once again, I rise, I rise, I rise, I rise, and I stand, and I see what's going on. I rise, I rise, I rise, I rise, and I stand, and I see what's going on. And what I see, I can change. Because I got the power, because I'm a part of the Litty Committee. And I'm riding the Lit Train. So there's nothing that's going to drain. And I'm going to use my powers and make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain. So that I can bring the love again and again. Because we don't need to play anymore. We're too powerful. The moment something shows opposition, we have the ability to completely dismiss it, evaporate it, and make it invisible with our power. Just by placing our attention on it and using code to dismantle anything that is there. See, darkness knows that most people don't understand code. They don't know that when you went to school, you were being indoctrinated with code. Religion is an indoctrination of code. If you believe in any spiritual system, the first thing you always should ask yourself, if you're going to believe in religion, look, I have a lot of respect for Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus is my brother. Jesus is everything. Jesus is the way of his truth, his love, his divinity of unconditional love. Are you kidding me? And people say, do you, you're a shaman. Do you, do you, do you accept Jesus Christ as your savior? I don't mean, I don't know about the savior, about being a savior. I don't think Jesus wanted to be a savior. I think Jesus just wanted us to understand to be as Jesus was, which is to love unconditionally, right? Without pause, without ceasing, without judgment, without any kind of, you know, uh, any kind of, you know, putting people and sending them to darkness with our words. That's not how Christ spoke. So yes, as a shaman, do I recognize Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Do I recognize the teachings of Muhammad and, and Fatma and Ali, Ali? Of course I do, because there's beautiful energies in it. But when you examine any word or structure that has any limitation of fear, lack, or anything that would cause harm to you as a child of God, that is coming from the darkness. Know the truth. Do your due diligence of, 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 of inspection, right? Through understanding the, 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 the true foundries, right, of discernment. Discern that shit. Like if it's coming at you and it doesn't feel good, do you really think that's coming from the light? I mean, it's not that difficult to figure out. So that code is destructive code patterns. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what you read because a book is a book. But spirit is spirit. And you can, whatever it is that you feel you have, like, I'm not here to tell you what to believe. I'm not telling you to, to turn away from Jesus or turn away from Muhammad or turn away from, um, from Abraham or from the Torah or the Talmud or whatever it may be, the Baha'i, whatever it is, Buddhism, Tibetanism. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's things like, you know, Judaism, you know, you can, the, the teachings of Odin, the path of Freya. I mean, there's all these amazing things. Like, I'm not here, right? I'm not here to say, oh, this is right and this is wrong. What I'm here to say is simply discern the truth from that which is a lie. The truth, love. The lie, fear. The truth, uh, acceptance. The lie, I'm going to hurt you, degrade you, put you down, limit you, and make you feel bad, and tell you you're evil, tell you you're bad. Anyone who tells you you're evil or bad, stay clear. Clear the roads. Clear those roads with love. That's it. If someone says, like this woman said to me, you know, if I'm going, I'm going with um, 
with uh, Marta, Princess Marta of, of Norway to, to speak around Scandinavia. And this group of people at this church are like protesting about me being there because they, they think they understand what a shaman is, which is funny. If you don't know what something is, I was on a show, okay, in Iceland called Armageddon. And I literally went into the studio thinking that these two guys were super smart and they had education and that they were, you know, very versed in the knowledge of shamanism because obviously why would they invite me on the show? I realized they invited me on the show because they wanted to prove to the people of Iceland, or should I say Eastland, which is the proper understanding of how you say it, the people of Eastland that I was, a, you know, a fraud and a fake and a phony and full of this and full of that and whatever, you know. But the thing is, they didn't even do their due diligence of what a shaman is. They're just like, oh, yeah, a shaman is the... Uh, uh, and they're like typing on the computer, looking at like all these definition, different definitions. Like, you can't read what it is. You have to experience it for yourself. Don't proclaim that you know anything unless you have taken experience with it. So when people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to come to this church and, you know, you're the devil. And the fact that you even said that shows me you are not serving the light because the light doesn't condemn. We do not cast people to, to, to darkness with words. So we have to learn. We have to vibrate. We have to, to eliminate the bullshit. We have to eliminate the bullshit. We eliminate the bullshit. We eliminate the bullshit. The bullshit. The bullshit. We eliminate the bullshit. We eliminate the bullshit. We eliminate. We eliminate. We eliminate the bullshit. The bullshit. The bullshit. You know what that is. Yeah, and you don't want to step in it because it dirty your shoes. Because that nonsense that people be thrown out of their mouths, I just, I, I, I it's crazy. It's like you want people to come to love through fear and through darkness. The very way that Christ was killed and murdered is the same exact way you're choosing to act when you make those statements. But yet your righteousness and pride and your your piety makes you believe that you are righteous in your action because you feel like you're doing the work of God. You're not doing the work of anything because the only thing that Jesus asked you to do was love. What else did you think you were supposed to be doing? You wrote your own script. That's it. Like you could, you could choose any choice in your life. Why would you choose anything other than love? That makes no sense. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like, I want to make things hard for myself. So I'm going to choose anything opposite of love. Well, good luck with that. Enjoy that. You know, because on the Liddy, in, in the Liddy committee and on the lit train, on the lit plane, drinking the lit juice, throwing the lit hammer down on nonsense, right? Riding the lit horse of love, okay? On that lit rocket, we don't even per- perceive or conceive or understand that lesser denomination of false truth which is lack limitation, I'm not good enough, oh, woe is me, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. you know, I'm being punished, and oh, come on now. You're going to choose everything else other than love, unconditional love. You're going to choose everything else. Well, you got a lot of time on your hands, because I sure don't. I don't have a lot of time on my hands. And when I mean that, what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that I have a lot of time on my hands because things are going to run out. What I'm saying is I don't have a lot of time on my hands to play with that nonsense. I have a lot of time on my hands to play with that which is loving and that which is lifting and that which is shifting and that which is allowing people to see their divinity as leaders of legacy so that we can all stand together and walk across that field, open up that stargate, go into the underworld, bring our brothers and sisters home, and let's bring heaven on earth and let's have a rocking good time. Okay, I'm talking about break out with the DJs, get the dance music going because we're going to rock it out because we're going to turn this planet into planet rock with pure love, joy, music, elation, bliss, love, music all day. Sing the song all day, all day, all long. And other beings will be integrating with us. And when you see Star Trek, when you see those shows, you will be living it. You'll be walking through streets and going to councils and, and talking about traveling to other galaxies and other, other dimensions to bring the knowledge, information of love that we have to help assist them if they're ready for that level of assistance in the same way in which the Palladians and the Octarians and the Oberian spirits who built the, the Keshuk records and all the other different beings that are out there, which I'm not going to go through the whole list because it's a long list, but let's just say 
they only interfere as much as we're willing to, to take the knowledge information, write the right code, and then say, okay, what's next? Give us more. All right, we're ready to go. They're not just going to come here and be like, Ooh, and come in the big spaceship and the steps come down and they're like, hi, we are Palladians from another planet and we have technology for you and we have ways to clean your water so you will never have bad water and you will always have clean air and you will not have to have any form of energies in your environment that are toxic, that cause sickness and, and, and problems with the health. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Everybody, because of the way they act right now in this fear-based consciousness that they're operating from that is now growing away and dissipating, but still there, and we're still dissipating it, but it's still there. And even until we get that last thread of it gone on our planet, we got to stay due diligent in the understanding that human beings are still in the act of competition and masculine polarities of their need to prove that I'm better and bigger and faster and greater than you, which in fact is lower density ego. And we will talk more about that in other shares. So are you lit? Are you riding the lit train? Are you writing code? And, and, if, you, and if, you, if you don't understand how to write code, then I suggest, you know, you get involved in my, my trainings, come to my, you know, uh, workshops, because they're not there just, you know, for me to sit back and be like, yeah, come to my workshop. No, I'm putting these things together to support you in the greatest way for you to see yourself as a leader. So if you don't know how to write code and you have this mouth and these, these thoughts that you just don't know how to understand how to get them to function in a way that would write the code that would create the best life for you on earth, then you need to get involved in the Instagram and get involved in the school and get involved in everything that is going to shift and lift you that I'm giving you to support you on this journey of you. Because look, it has nothing to do with me other than the fact that you can say thank you to me. I'm just going to be like, what? Did you just thank yourself? Good. You, you and you and you and you and you are here in training, not because it's cool because it's, you can train in shamanism. And, and, and that also, too, I just want to put a debunk on that. A lot of people think, oh, because you weren't born in a tribe, you can't be a shaman. That's a bunch of bull schnot. First of all, because you're in a tribe is not constitute you to be a shaman. I don't know whoever is saying that nonsense out in public, but can you please get it corrected? You don't need to be born of lineage to be a shaman. There are certain keys and elements that the lineage provides you because they had so many shamans through that lineage that made it possible for them to pass down those wisdoms and knowledges into the next shaman. So that's the reason why people say that. But spirit really is the one that chooses who is the next in line shaman. And you'll know because you will be ripped apart. Not because you're bad, not because you're not a good person, but because your idea of this world and your idea of the things that you have digested will need to be completely ripped from you until you are completely obliterated so that you can see that you're safe in that obliteration. And then that is when you're able to truly be humble to listen to spirit and take the wisdom. So when spirit says, go take that rock to that tree at four o'clock in the morning, you're not sitting there going, did I just make that up? Or that's crazy. I think I'm losing my mind. No, you get up at four o'clock and take that rock because you know it's opening up something and then spirit will reveal to you the next thing. And that's how you know a shaman is a shaman because they think like a child. They're not sitting here going into patterns and structures and trying to control things and getting up their panties in a bunch because they're upset about something. Yeah, not saying that shamans don't get upset. Yeah, we get upset. I get upset. But the tools and the understandings of love bring us back to harmony very quickly. Shamans don't need to play this ego game like you need to thank me, honor me, and value me, and throw me a party because I'm so damn good. No, we didn't choose to be a shaman for your accolades and for your pleases and how amazing we are. No, we chose to be a shaman because spirit chose us because we saw the ability to see you in the greatness of who you are. Now that is something to speak about. That is something to dance and celebrate about. And I have to say right now, I'm going to get up right now, and I'm going to dance right now in my hotel room, right now where I'm at, and I'm going to dance with knowing that beautiful thing that was just said.
De ta manita, nati mani manita, nati mani manita, nati mani manita, nati manita, nati nati manita, nati nati manita, nati nati manita, nati manita, nati nati manita, tana nati manita, nani nati manita, nati manita, nani nati manita, tani nati manita, tani nati manita. Oh, that was a great dance. If you didn't get up and shake your tail feather on that, then you just need to go back and dance to that energy and just clear, clear those energy gates for the divinity of your ability to write code and step into this wonderful, powerful you that is and always shall be so wonderful. Hey Tribe, I am super happy to share with you all that you can go to the Shaman School. It is my new Shaman School online where you can take classes, up-level yourself, upgrade your powers, learn everything from the basics of shamanism all the way up to more advanced levels where you're really accessing your powers. Because the thing is Tribe, it's about putting the power back in your hands and we have to be ready for what's coming. And that means get everything you need to keep yourself lit and riding the lit train. You can go to www.theshamanschool.com. I look forward to sharing with you more informational tools that are going to change your life. I love you. I love you so much. I love you so much. So if you are not following me on Instagram, please go follow me on Instagram. I'm not telling you to follow me because I need your likes or your follows. I'm telling you, if you don't even want to follow me, you just want to like watch me, that's fine, do that too. But I'm telling you because I go randoms and I bring you on, I want to hear your wisdom and we share things and information and you get information and so forth. And soon I'm going to be creating a platform for all the tribal members to be able to talk to each other. I'm looking into what's the best situation, get involved in my webinars, sign up on my newsletter. If you're not on my newsletter, you're not getting the downloads of what's happening where I'm at, where it's going on, what kind of things are available, what kind of free events we got going on, all this kind of stuff. Remember, it's not all about the money. Sometimes I do free events just to give back to you like I do this share because I want to give back to you so you can see the love that I have for you because I love you so much. It's like that. It's that kind of love. It's that kind of love where I don't even want to say it. It's like a mala say, a mala say, a mala say, a mala say. So, Wow. Until next time. I'll see you later, alligator. <laughs>